0: tonight. We're so glad to have you in service with with us this evening, especially if you're a guest. We welcome you tonight. And um, we we have uh, some of our pause faithfuls that are uh, still around, and uh, it's great having them uh, again this year. And uh, if you're watching us online, we uh, welcome you part of this service as well and um, amen praise God I need to make one more announcement back to the Thanksgiving thing and I've already used up all the jokes so save them we are in need of turkeys and hams If you're writing a check, this is the case with any offering. If you're writing a check, it just gets made out to Antioch, and then it will be um, credited towards that offering. So just do that. Um, But we don't have any turkeys and ham for Thanksgiving. We have one turkey for Thanksgiving Day. We have plenty of turkeys and hams here tonight, so I just can't resist. But uh we need more than that. What is Thanksgiving without turkeys and ham? and we only have one st- we have no stuffing so um we need some we need some help um, not asking any of you to sacrifice yourself as the turkey or the ham just just go get one and bring it so please um. Please, please. in fact any anybody willing to go ahead and acknowledge you'd be willing to got a stuffing all right We still need you to sign up, but turkey, ham, turkey, all right. All right. All right, well, if you wake up tonight dreaming about a turkey or a ham, I will interpret that dream for you. the Lord is speaking to you to bring a turkey or a ham amen so again i i know uh you know my family we're blessed we've got family and we have a great time but uh, every year so far uh, to my knowledge i don't think i've missed any but i usually try to come up for a, a while and serve and fellowship and uh so i there we've got we've got several people not only some church members here but there's some others that this is kind of their annual thanksgiving tradition and it's been a blessing and we want to continue to be a blessing and so uh we we need your help to do that amen praise god and um i would appreciate your prayers i go back tomorrow for a injection on my knee and another one on my elbow and so um probably won't be the most enjoyable first part of Thanksgiving week but uh, anyway trying to get trying to get better praise God there is a pause coma tonight Thursday night it'll be Thanksgiving dinner coma tonight is pause coma but I do believe that the Lord has laid something on my heart, and I'm gonna I'm gonna share it with you. In fact, you can just remain seated, and uh, Nathaniel, if you wanna go sit by your bride. No, you know what? May ought to make you stay up here all night. That's what I ought to do. <laughs> Praise God. So I I, I um again I, I really do feel like the Lord is. Given me something for this evening, and um, I'll just I'll just share it. Is that okay? Thank you. Good. I'll... Hebrews Hebrews eleven and one. Most of you probably can quote it. In fact, don't you quote it with me. Now that it's on the screen, you can easily quote it. With me. <laughs> now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. How many love to hear about, talk about, hear somebody preach about faith? Anybody? No, Just not a trick question. I, lo- I know this is Sunday night, and Sunday night's usually preaching, not necessarily teaching. But let's see if we have a little uh, classroom interaction here. What, 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 what is it we tend to focus on when it comes to faith? Anybody? What's. I heard miracles. Somebody said salvation. Somebody said healing. Anybody else want to throw something out there? I'm not looking for a set answer. There's no. So, what did... The amount of faith. Family being saved. Righteousness. Anybody else? There's a common thread between several of these answers, and I'll summarize it this way. When we talk about faith, we have a tendency for our focus to be on the results of faith. Miracles, healing, salvation, the answer. Nothing wrong with all of that, and that's a part of why we're believing. But I, I, I want you to hear what Peter says. And again, this is probably not going to be anything new tonight. I, I've learned to, for something to be revelatory, it doesn't mean it has to be new. Some of the I think some of the greatest revelations is when some of the things we hear and know all the time and they finally click. <laughs> so I'm not here tonight to wow you with some deep, Revelation, but First Peter 1 and verse 6 says this, wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season, a season, if need be, you are in heaviness through manifold temptations the word temptation there according to thayers is an experiment it's an attempt it's a trial it's a proving so uh, temptation here is not in the context or in the in the in the idea of sinning it is the it is the experiment the uh, the trial the the proving and now listen to what verse number 7 says that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. I will tell you, if you go read some other translations of verse 7, including my go-to translations. You will find that they say this verse very differently. You say, Well, isn't that always what happens with reading other translations? I read other translations not because they say it differently and the and the, the message is differently, but it differently in the sense it, it, it puts it in terminology, more understandable language that's more common to us in, in twenty twenty three. This isn't the only place that it ever happens, but this is one place where you read many of those other translations and and what the verse is saying changes, not just how it's said. Maybe that's the way to summarize it. I read other translations because they vary in how they say it, but what is being said this Well, I feel like this ought to really be a night where I need to Scream and holler and run and shout to keep all of you engaged. but as my, as the bishop would say, I just work here. So, <laughs> Young's literal translation says it this way, and, and 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 in essence, Young's literal translation is just that. <laughs> it is intended to be a straight to the point literal translation, not a paraphrase, par- paraphrase not a Transliteration, but a a very straight to the point, and so it says it this way: that the proof of your faith. What? Look at that, man! I didn't know we had Young's literal. Tra- Y'all are on the ball up there. Wow, impressive! That the proof of your faith much more precious than of gold that is perishing and through fire being approved, may be found to praise and honor and glory in the revelation of Jesus Christ. Do you notice what it is saying here? Other translations will tell you that your faith, your faith, is more precious than gold. But that is not what this verse is saying. To the best of my ability and my study, that is not what this verse is saying. This verse is saying not that your faith, and and, and in essence, of course, your faith is more precious than gold. But that's not what Peter is saying here. Peter is saying that the testing... Of your faith the putting to the test of your faith is what's more precious than gold the thing that the very that the thing that the majority of us in this room tonight are praying to avoid is the thing that Peter says is more precious I want my miracle, I want my healing, because it gets me out of the trying of my faith. I want my family saved yesterday, because I don't want the trying and the testing of my faith, and yet Peter is saying that it is the process of testing your faith. How is your faith tested Trials, afflictions, problems, issues. That is what is more precious than gold. Barnes' note says this, this does not mean that their faith was much more precious than gold, but that the testing of it, The process of showing whether it was or was not genuine was a much more important and valuable process than that of testing gold in the fire. More important results were to be arrived at by it, and it was more desirable that it should be done. How many of you here tonight... Have some. Not not talking about the 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 severity of it, how you know how big or small it is, whatever. But how many of you here tonight have some kind of trial, affliction, issue, problem, something in that those categories that's going on in your life tonight? Please put your hand up. Otherwise, I'm going to have to stop preaching and go pray, because if you're not going through something, I'm going to have an issue with God. I'm just kidding, sort of. Well, one more time, I I, I'm, I tried to. I feel like when I said, "Please put your hand up," some of you're like, "Oh boy, he's in a bad." I, I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> but to one, more, how many of you? Again, I'm I'm not, I, you know. We all can find somebody that's going through something worse than us. Oh, that, that's not my you, you you've got some kind of physical fine whatever that you, trial test tri- however you want to categorize it so one more how many of you that, that's just about everybody in this room. How many of you have been praying for God to fix it to change it to answer praying for the results. The process that you are in that is requiring you to have to use your faith, that process is more precious than gold. I've said it before, I'm going to say it again. I believe with all of my heart, I I believe I can demonstrate this in Scripture. I I personally believe lack of faith is never the problem. Never. Never. I've heard, Well, you, if you haven't gotten the answer yet, if you haven't gotten the healing, the miracle, if your family hasn't gotten saved yet, you don't have enough faith. Hogwash, as Bishop would say. If Jesus said, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can say to a mountain, He didn't say if that was a western Maryland mountain or a Rockies mountain. He didn't say. Either one. Even our western Maryland mountains are a whole lot bigger than a mustard seed. He said if you have a mustard seed of faith, You can say to the mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. I feel like when we tell somebody you need more faith, what we're saying is your amount of faith has to match the size of the problem. And if all you need is a mustard seed of faith to move a mountain, again, there's a big difference between a mustard seed and a mountain. As I've said many times, and we'll keep saying in the future, the issue to me is never faith. The issue, if there's an issue, is is dishonesty. Because the man came to Jesus and he said, Lord, I believe. I believe. And I think if he would have stopped right there, he would not have gotten the miracle. But he went on to say, I believe. Help my unbelief. So, well, I just it hasn't changed yet. I just don't have enough faith. It, it, I haven't gotten the, I haven't, it hasn't worked out yet. I I don't have enough faith. I haven't got my miracle yet. I I haven't had a what what would happen if we could leave this place tonight with a mindset that says, you know what? All of those things that I've been praying to get out of, praying for God to fix, that trial, the thing that is testing and proving my faith is more precious than gold. Again, I believe you can say that your faith is more, I mean, we read on in Hebrews, the Bible says that, that that he that cometh to God must believe. That's faith. And then not only must you believe that he is, that he's God, you also must believe that he is a rewarder of those that diligently, I am not minimizing the, the importance of faith tonight. That's not my point. But again, most of the time we are so focused on the results of our faith, that we're missing the blessing of the trying of our faith. Charles Spurgeon said this, and I can't say it better than this, so I'm just going to read what he said. Faith untried may be true faith, but it is sure to be little faith. And it is likely to remain dwarfish so long as it is without trials. Faith never prospers so well as when all things are against her. Tempests are her trainers and lightnings are her illuminators. When a calm rains on the sea, spread the sails as you will. The ship moves not to its harbor, for, a sl- for on a slumbering ocean the keel sleeps too. Let the winds rush howling forth, and let the waters lift up themselves. Then, though the vessel may rock, and her deck may be washed with waves, and her mast may creak under the pressure of the full and swelling sail, it is then that she makes headway towards her desired haven. No flowers were so lovely a blue as those which grow at the foot of the frozen glacier. No stars gleam so brightly as those which glisten in the polar sky. No water tastes so sweet as that which springs amid the desert, the desert sand. And no faith is so precious as that which lives and triumphs in adversity. Tried faith brings experience. You could not have believed your own weakness had you not been compelled to pass through the rivers. And you would never have known God's strength had you not been supported amid the water floods. Faith increases in solidity, assurance, and intensity the more it is exercised with tribulation. Faith is precious and its trial is precious too. This next part really not that encouraging, but I'll read it anyways. Let not this, however, discourage those who are young in faith. You will have trials enough without seeking them. The full portion will be measured out to you in due season. Meanwhile, if you cannot yet claim the result of long experience, thank God for what grace you have. Praise Him for that degree of holy confidence whereunto you have attained. Walk according to that rule, and you shall yet have more and more of the blessing of God till your faith shall remove mountains and conquer impossible. trial, the trial of your faith, that trial, that process, is more precious than gold. Or if I told you all tonight you you come to this altar with faith whatever it is you're going through god's going to change it right now if you're sick god's going to heal it if you got financial problems god's going to god's going to provide if, 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 if what boy you woo. I said hey, I don't need to cuz y'all you raised your hand you already got them but I just said I want to invite you to come to the altar right now and 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 ask the lord to give you some trials oh my 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 goal, my focus is to get out of trials. When's it gonna end? When's it gonna God when you gonna change it? When you gonna fix it? When you gonna wait a minute, you want me to stop doing what is most precious? Oh I, I, I didn't I didn't pick this, I promise you. <laughs> A trial of Paul says and Paul says tribulation works patience patience experience experience hope and hope maketh not a shame because the love of god is shed abroad in our hearts By the Holy Ghost. Tribulation, that's tests, troubles, problems, afflictions, trials. Tribulation works patience. Now, the good news is that Paul's not talking about patience in the sense of you've been sitting at the table at the restaurant for an hour and a half and they still didn't bring you your food yet but you're still very nice and pleasant and kind and smiling and treating the server with that's not that's not that's not what Paul's talking about that word patience there is endurance tribulation produces endurance Part of the definition, as we just heard it this past week, but part of the definition of that word patience also means to stay under. How many of us, I didn't say you, I said us, how many of us are praying for God to get us out of what we are supposed to be letting develop us and we need to stay under? James one verse two, my brethren, count it all joy. When you fall into diverse temptations. <laughs> That's not talking about guys with scuba gear. When you when you fall into various, and again, temptations here is not not it's not about temptation to sin. Count it all joy when you fall into various problems and issues. and Count it all what? I know it wasn't a dancing, shouting service tonight, but, but uh, anybody ever been in one of those dancing, shouting services and you were specifically getting your dance on, thanking God for the trial you were in? He said, count it all joy. Count it all joy when you fall into divers temptations. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. The trying of your faith produces endurance, spiritual stamina. I said it this morning. I, I I fairly consistently, consistently through the years, even in the last year, until I started having, especially started having elbow issue. I, I, I can, I pretty consistently lift weights and work out. And I've never, as I said this morning, for those of you that weren't here, I've never had anybody. Mistake me for a bodybuilder. But I have, Brother Isaac, there have been there have been seasons in which I could see some changes in my own body. But what is so frustrating is it takes forever. Naturally, there's other ways to do it. It doesn't take forever, but to see progress, months, and all you got to do is take a couple days off, and you begin losing what you built. Faith is the same way. Every one of us in this room got muscles. We all got muscles. The strength of them is not all the same. The size of them is not all the same. We all got them. The difference is the exercising of them. It is a blessing from God when He allows the things in your life that require you to exercise your faith. We heard, we heard throughout this week about several different times about what's, what's coming at some point in the future. The persecution that's going to come in the future. I'm just. I'm. All, you, you all can say whatever you want to say. You all can talk the talk, but we all know it's one thing to talk the talk. It's a whole different thing to walk the walk. We can all sit here tonight and say, "Well, you know, I don't care what's coming in the future. Bless God. I'm. I believe God. I believe the Word of God. I'm sold out to this." Well, you, Really easy to say right now. I don't know what and gonna what's going to happen in the future. I I don't know if I'll be one of those one where my life is on the line. I don't know. But here's what I do know. He knows. And the other thing I know is he knows exactly what, when, and where. And I just kind of feel like there's a good bit of space between where I am And where I need to be, but I'll use the verse I used this morning in this context tonight. It doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know. Brother Tommy, you train you train some fighters, right? What is I, I ought to know this by now? What is it again? The primary thing you, Muay Thai. So if you have a if you have a guy that comes to you and he's, he's serious about wanting to fight and be competitive, but he, 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 he's never even really fought, but he's got the potential. You as a coach know what he needs to do to go from where he is to get to that point of being ready. And it's, it's really not his job to figure out all the ways of what to do to get ready. It's his job to trust you as the coach, right? Because if he'll trust you as the coach, each step of the way, what you tell him to do, and training and pushing when he doesn't, but you, you know that's when the tournament is, and this is what we've got to do. I mean, let's take somebody that's a trained fighter, but there, there's a fight coming. You, you know. I don't know when the fight's coming for me. You don't know when the fight's coming for you. But here's what I do know. He knows. And He knows what I need for then. He's not going to start you off with somebody walking up to you in work, pulling a gun to your head and say, deny Jesus or you're going to die. you think, you think you think he's going to do that when some of you can't just stick up for not cussing around people that cuss all the time well, I got to fit in. He, he's providing you something to exercise some muscle. <laughs> what, what, I think it's in the book of Jeremiah I believe somewhere how are you going to run with the horsemen? when you can't even just keep up with the footman. So I'm trusting that He knows what I need by then. And He's providing things to put my faith to the test that are increasing my faith. The strength of my faith. So that when I get to that point, the trials of my faith that I have been through are preparing me for whatever's to come. And so tribulation worketh patience, patience experience, experience hope. And hope maketh not a shame because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. Can I, I got some bad news for you all tonight. There is no graduation from that school. You don't get a diploma from that cycle and you're done. It doesn't take you don't have to think very hard, if you will, to realize you have lived in that cycle in your walk with God. Because just about the time you get through this trial and all of it's starting to work out, sometimes you get slight breather, but most of the time it's like marathon runners. I mean, not um not marathon, um relay runners. (laughs) As this trial is finishing its leg of doing what it's supposed to do in your life, the next trial is already starting to run and get the speed to say, okay, give me the baton. It's my turn now to be the trial. And do you know what they do in a relay race? When there's four runners, who runs last? The fastest guy, the anchor. If you hadn't noticed it yet, just about every new trial you go through is faster and worse than the last one. Stronger than the last one. More difficult than the last one. It is. I I, I probably shouldn't say this because it's going to sound a little bit sacrilegious and I don't mean it that way. But but I, I prophesy to you tonight. Want a word? I got a word for for all of you tonight. The next trial is going to be bigger than this one. You're all in a hurry to get out of this one. Hang, enjoy it for a little while. Count it all. Not punishment, I said it this morning, I'll say it again tonight for those of you that were not there this morning. I believe it is a very, very low percentage of things we go through, problems we go through, that are punishment from God. I'm not saying it doesn't ever happen. But most of the time, what you're going through is not punishment from God. It's a blessing from God. He's given you another trial to put your faith to the test, and you need to count that more precious. Living Bible. Oh, let me finish verse (laughs) 4. But let, somebody say let. Let patience have her perfect work that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. The Living Bible says, For when the way is rough, your patience has a chance to grow. So let it grow. And don't squirm out of your problems, for when your patience is finally in full bloom, then you will be ready for anything, strong in character, full and complete. Message Bible, you know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Let it do its work so you become mature and well-developed, not deficient in any way. Amplified, be assured and understand that the trial and proving of your faith bring out endurance and steadfastness and patience. But let, let, allow endurance and steadfastness and patience to have full play and do a thorough work so that you may be people perfectly and fully developed with no defects lacking in nothing. Lastly, the Passion Translation, verse 2. My fellow believers, when it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties, we are troubled on every side. When it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties, see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. I I got a question. Don't don't give me no super saint answer here. How many of you can say that the way you're living? I know I can't. I got some stuff in my own life right now. Like God, let's let's get this. Let's get out of this. Come on, come on. Can we get the results? When it seems as though you're facing nothing but difficulties, see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. I, I know, I know I'm, I, I'd be surprised if anybody here tonight likes what I'm preaching. And And if you really don't like it that much... There are, there, there's plenty of other places you can go that'll give you a nice, fluffy, motivational sermon. And encourage you to get out of your trial because that's what God does. He gives us our best life now. For you know that when your faith is tested, It stirs up in you the power of endurance. And then as your endurance grows even stronger, it will release perfection into every part of your being until there is nothing missing and nothing lacking. Count it all joy. Three times. Three times, Paul says, Lord, deliver me from this thorn. King James says he beseeched. he Begged. This wasn't no passing prayer. You know, hey, God, if you don't mind, I'd be, it'd be nice if you'd take it. He besought the Lord three times. That word besought implies passionate prayer. He begged God three times to take away the thorn and God finally responds and says, my grace is sufficient and my strength is made perfect in weakness. And then Paul goes from begging God to take something to now saying, I will gladly rejoice. Because it's in those things that i made strong. The trial, the trial of your faith is more precious than gold. I look across this auditorium tonight, and there's a lot of you, maybe not everybody. I I probably couldn't do it with everybody, but there's a lot of you in this auditorium tonight. As I look across here, I can, I know of things that you're going through. Some of you, I know of things you've been through this year. Major challenging stuff. Again, I'm not trying to keep saying this and keep repeating this morning, but our, our, our go-to when things go wrong, when problems happen in our lives, Brother the Isaac said it this way this morning, if I remember correctly, our our response is, "What did I do wrong?" If 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 you if you're if you're if you're lifting weights, if you're lifting free weights, if you're on the on the bench doing bench presses and whatever weight's on there you're just pumping it up and down no effort or whatever not. and somebody comes along and they add something to that bar they're not they're not punishing you they're 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 challenging you because they understand you, you need Increased weight to increase the muscle. Some of y'all been praying for God to bless you, and He has been blessing you so abundantly? Because you're like I can't I can't lift it, God. I I ask you to bless me, saying I did. I gave you something that'll increase your endurance. That's not that's not punishment. Not mad at you. Again, he knows what's coming in your life. Uh, The bottom line is this, folks. Even if you don't end up facing persecution and the the risk of losing your life, you still got problems coming. (laughs) You still got issues you're going to have to deal with. You still got some trials and tests and tribulations that God is going to bring your way. And that is, that's what's more precious. I'm saying again, how many, anybody here got, I mean, I know some of you won't because you're sitting still, but. Pretty much all of us that are, you know, adults, we, we've we got some kind of pain somewhere. Anybody got any chronic pain? You, you, you Anybody sitting there right now in some kind of chronic, you are uncomfortable right now. Look at that. I don't see any young folks with their hands up. They're all seasoned saints. brother adam you had your hand up didn't you i'll I'll pick on you boy if i went if i got the oil and i came over here and I, i i anointed you with oil and in the name of jesus by the authority of the word of god and by the power of the name of jesus i command this issue to go and healing to come if that pain left instantly oh thank you jesus Woo, hallelujah praise god that's what we do right Do we ever stop to think, wait a minute, God, before you take this, has patience had her perfect work? Let me tell you something. I feel like some of you are all like, why are you preaching at us like this? I ain't preaching at you. I've been... Pretty transparent the last several weeks, even more transparent than I've ever been. And I'll take it one step further tonight. Some of you can fill in the blanks. I'm dealing with, I think, the greatest trial I've ever dealt with in my entire life. And I have not been practicing what I'm preaching to you tonight. If you think I'm sitting here preaching at you, dear Lord brother, right? we've been here all week long, most of us for pause, and we we, we we're thinking about turkeys, and this is what this is what you're doing to us. I ain't doing it to you. I have not been considering my trial more precious. The bottom line is the only way you're going to go to another level in your walk with God is he's got to put more weight on the barbell. And that. Just a gross. She said it. There's a bunch of people here tonight. Part of your faith has to do with the salvation of family members. Let me ask you this question again. I, I, I know I say it sometimes being facetious, but I think it's needful to qualify around here. This is not a trick question. <laughs> How many of you tonight believe that you have a word from God? You have a promise from God about the salvation of a loved one, or some of you may be more than one loved one. You, you have a word. You believe God has given you a word. Look at that. bunch of people. Some of you, pretty sure your hand is up. Probably for multiple people. But we all have people. We all have family members. We're praying that they're. James. James said. James said. I, I part of the message this morning. The word hope. And hope means confident expectation, and 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 that's not wishing. And I looked it up. At first, I thought well, the word wish isn't in the Bible, but in the King James. But I looked it up, and it is. James says, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in good health even as your soul. He didn't say I hope. He said I wish. And if you look it up, the Greek word there is not the word hope. It's the word wish. And in essence, that word wish implies an uncertainty. Hope is a confident expectation. Wishing is what I want, but I'm not completely sure. And James says, I wish. <laughs> Meaning he wasn't necessarily having a confident expectation that you will prosper and be in good health even as your soul prosper. So I'm not talking about all of us have Family members and friends that that we wish, we are hoping and praying. I'm talking about you got a rhema. And and, and some of you got a rhema that has been confirmed by by multiple witnesses. Here's the question. If God said it was going to happen and God fulfills His word, does it matter when it happens? In that person's lifetime, as long as before they breathe their last breath, it happens. That, right? But is that what we want? No. Now, part of it, we want it now for a lot of really good reasons. You want to be participating in the kingdom and worshiping together and pray. All of that and all of that's absolutely valid. But there's a big reason we want it now. Cause if it will happen now, I don't have to worry about it happening. If it's on their death, if they've been baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost, and they're they're a prodigal that's walked away from God, if it's on their deathbed when they repent and pray through, that's that's all that matters. Now, again, there's a whole part of it that's that I think is absolutely reasonable why we want it now, but but there is that other part that if you'll do it, then I, my faith not being tested anymore. I don't, I'm not in this trial anymore. And that trial is more precious than gold. Job chapter 1, verse number 1. The Bible says there was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job. And that man was perfect and upright. One that feared God and eschewed evil. He, he, he was you know, I've I've said it several times. There's things we gotta be careful because we start saying that the Bible says, and not intentionally, but it's I, I always say what he was the Bible said that he was the most upright man. I it, it didn't say that. But it does say he was upright, feared God, he was perfect. I I want you to I want you to watch this. I'm 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 wrapping up. In in chapter one, verse one he is perfect, upright, fears God, avoids evil. That's like the model saint. That's, that's what we all ought to be striving for. But When you go to chapter 42 and verse number 5, he said, I heard of you. With my ear. I I think I can safely say, in the context of what Job is saying in chapter 1, verse 1, he was living that way, which is great, but it was simply based off of hearing. Which is, it's pretty commendable that he would live that way based off hearing alone. But what he says at the end of all of it is, at first I heard about you with my ear. But now that I've been through the trial of my faith, which is more precious than gold, I have seen you with my own eyes. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing comes by the Word of God. So all faith must start with hearing. But I'm going to tell you, there is a level of faith that is more solid than that. Because the chances are there's not a person in this room tonight that hasn't had faith waver at times simply based off of what you've heard. God will provide. God will make a way. All of the sons in laws and daughters in laws got to get used to this. The rest of them been used to it. Get, get picked on and used as the example every now and then. My, my grandmother, she's not here tonight. My grandmother. Saved when she was, I think, fourteen. A couple of weeks ago, posted it on Facebook. I have five, five generations in one picture. That's absolutely amazing. And 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 and, and, and James is actually sixth generation because of great grandparents that were Pentecostals. And from my great grandparents to my my watch always gets caught on my pants pocket. From my great grandparents to my parents, excuse me, to my grandparents, and then my parents, and now my wife and I, there are some amazing testimonies of God's provision. Some of you have heard some of the stories my parents have told, my dad's told about their first several years. That's one thing for faith to be built off of that. And that's where it has to start. But walking the road with Nathaniel leading up to marriage and trying to figure some things out, there was some faith, because he's heard all the stories. But I believe I can say that for the two of you, there's another level that's come, because leading up to marriage, God specifically did some things, and so... Faith is is it's great when it's based on what somebody has told you, but now that you've experienced it I will never no one will ever be able to cause me to doubt whether or not speaking in tongues is real. It will never happen. there are people plenty of people throughout this world that will doubt. Bible-believing people that will doubt whether or not speaking in tongues is real because to this point, they've only ever heard about it. I will never doubt whether or not speaking in tongues is real because I heard about it, but at seven years old, I saw it with my own eyes, figuratively. (laughs) That's what... Job said, I, I, I did it with my own lips and I do it now. So you can't shake my faith in what I've seen. It is not the will of God for you to stop at a faith that is based on what you've heard. It is the will of God for you to have a faith that is based on what you've seen. Experience with your own eyes. And the only way to do that is you've got to go through some trials and tests and tribulation and difficulties. And that process, that process is more precious than gold. Job said, I looked for him in front of me. I looked for him behind me. He said, I I went over on the left hand where he was working. I've used this verse and done this before, but you you come to church and you need something and you look over, and boy, you can see somebody's getting something and you ain't getting nothing. And so you you slide up by him. I'm going to get some splash over at least. And you see God working, but He does nothing for you. It's like that wall He put between the children of Israel and Pharaoh's army. One side is light and God's moving and you're on darkness. He said, I, I, I looked for Him where He was working and I couldn't find Him. I looked for Him on the right hand and I, I couldn't find Him. But He knows the way that I take and when He has tried me. I will come forth as gold. And we know that some things work together for good. Well, that that is the way a lot of us live it. We know there are some things that work together for good. I know there are some things that work together for good. I know that without a doubt there are some things that work together for good. We don't have any trouble believing that. But Paul said we know that. I'm not trying to I know some of you probably rebuke me for this and whatever. I, I'm not trying I think there's a difference between sort of speaking negativity and speaking what's reality. If I experience tomorrow what I experienced back in July, I am so not looking forward to the next 48 to 72 hours. It's One thing when you go through something the first time and you don't know what to expect. It's like your first time to travel overseas. You know, Brother Mallory, first time somebody travels and they go through that 8, 12-hour time, you don't know what you're getting into. You don't know how miserable your life's about to be. And then once you've done it, it's like, oh. Dread it all. There's no doubt. I I have told this story of years several times, but years ago I had plantar fasciitis, and 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 I was one step away from the 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 uh, option being surgery. I I've tell I I've, I've had a lot of different. Ailments and injuries in my life, and that's got to be one of the most aggravating ones ever. And at a funeral, of all places, at a funeral, who expects to get healed at a funeral? Brother Lee Stone King at Brother Willoughby's funeral. Concluding of as service and his message said the lord spoke to me this morning that in honor of brother willoughby and his faith that god was going to do miracles in this service today and i stood there and i lifted my hands and i had faith and i believed that god would heal me and god healed me there was a couple of weeks over which i still had some discomfort every now and then but in a matter of probably. No more than six to eight weeks, it was absolutely completely gone. I've never had an issue since. I've I've seen it with my own eyes, Brother Mott. I don't understand why I don't like the fact that I'm going on three, four of this beginning of June, basically. That my I I, I, I go to pick up a cup of coffee and I wince in pain. That is ridiculous. And I know. There's no doubt in my mind, God is a healer. God's more interested in the trial and what it produces than simply fixing your problem and situation just so you can not have to believe anymore. I, I realize or at least it feels like in some ways this is a, 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 a what's the a masochist? Is that the word I'm looking for? You know are we, you we just talk, you're trying to tell us to expect all kind of bad and I, that's not what' I'm, that's not what I'm preaching. I am preaching. We do need to learn to value. The things that God... Che- I'm, not, I'm not running out tomorrow trying to find some new problem. <laughs> but rather than simply praying and seeking to get out of it because that's what's the easiest thing. Learn to appreciate that the trying of my faith is more precious than gold. Again, believe faith is invaluable. can't put a value on it. But in this verse, it's not just saying your faith is more valuable. He's saying the test. The putting to the test of it that is more valuable want you just stand please so Whatever it takes To draw closer to You, Lord That's what I'll be willing to do And whatever it takes For my will to break, that's what I'll be willing to do. I'll trade sunshine for rain, comfort for pain. That's what I'll be willing to do. And whatever it takes for my will to break, that's what I'll be willing to do. I realize sort of the focus and the words of this song is about your will, but, 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 but I'm going I want you to do this, if you will, as we're singing those words. Would you just kind of in your mind replace will for whatever it takes to for my faith to grow and 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 whatever it takes for that? So even though that's not exactly what we're saying, would you just would you just kind of let that be your prayer? So whatever it takes to draw closer to You, Lord, that's what I'll be willing to do. And whatever it takes For my will. To break. That's what. I'll be willing. To do. I'll trade sunshine. For rain. Comfort. For pain. That's what. How will be willing to do and whatever it takes to be more like you that's what I'll be willing to do So, whatever it takes to draw closer to you, law, that's what I'll be willing to do, and whatever it takes. Or my will to break. That's what I'll be willing to do. Take my houses and lands. Change my dreams and my plans. For I'm placing my whole life in Your hands. And if You call me today to a land far away, I'll go and Your will So whatever it takes to draw closer to you, Lord, that's what I'll be willing to do. And whatever it takes for my will to break, that's what I'll be willing to do. I, I really am. I, I I I feel like I'm about to sound like my dad. I'm I'm not doing this because I want to do it, <laughs> but I I, I really there, there there's I don't know who you are, but I just felt this. There's somebody. And you need to exchange your bitterness and resentment towards God for some trials and tests He's allowed. You need to come lay that at the foot of this at this altar and walk away with choosing to embrace joy. Count it all joy. Some people in this room tonight, in this last, in this year, just this calendar year, you've experienced loss, different kinds of loss, not necessarily the death of of a of someone, but but some significant loss. And right now, you, you you're hanging on, maybe to some bitterness and resentment, and what you're resenting God over is. Something He decided you needed that is more precious than gold. Getting what it is you wanted is not what's more precious than gold. The trying of your faith is what is more precious than gold. I'll trade sunshine for rain Comfort for pain That's what I'll be willing to do And whatever it takes To be more like you, that's what I'll be willing to do. There's a voice calling me from an old rugged tree. And it whispers, "Draw closer to me. Leave this world far behind. There are new heights to climb, and a new place." In me you will find, so whatever it takes to draw closer to you, Lord, that's what I'll be willing to do. And whatever it takes For my will to break That's what I'll be willing to do I'll trade sunshine for rain comfort for pain. That's what I'll be willing to do. And whatever it takes to be more like you, that's what I'll be willing to do so whatever it takes to draw closer to you Lord that's what I'll be willing to do And whatever it takes For my will to break That's what I'll be willing to do I'll trade sunshine for rain comfort for pain that's what I'll be willing to do and whatever it takes to be more like you That's what I'll be willing to do. In the name of Jesus, if you need to go or want to go, you're welcome to, but the Spirit of the Lord is still working in some hearts and lives in this place, so we're not dismissing yet. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Lord we can't do this through our own ability. This goes against our flesh. This is so contrary to what our flesh desires. We need your grace. We need your strength to empower us, God. Lord, it doesn't it doesn't come natural to our flesh to embrace the trials and the tests and the tribulation and the pain and the suffering, that's thats not what our flesh wants. So we ask you for grace and strength, Lord. We ask you for your grace and your strength, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Grace and strength to count it all joy. Grace and strength to count it all joy when we fall into divers temptations grace and strength to consider the trying of our faith to be more precious than gold. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, whatever Lord. Whatever it takes to grow my faith. Whatever I need to increase my endurance, Lord. Help me to embrace it. Help me to cherish it. Instead of fighting and resisting it, help me to surrender to it. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus.